Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and... Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Ian, we are a week away from free agency, uh, which means that uh, legal tampering starts on Monday. And yes, I chuckled a little bit because that is one of those sports phrases that uh, we've had this conversation before. It's it's probably time to retire it because it's such a dumb phrase. If it's legal, then it's not tampering. If it's tampering, then it's illegal. It's just I I, I hate oxymoron phrases. I I don't hate them, but this one just it needs to go away. Like control your own destiny? Yes, because destiny is a thing you cannot control. Unless it's a tiger or a horse, you can control it. Right. But if it's like a if it's a unicorn named Destiny, you can't control either of them because there's no such thing as a unicorn and destiny is not real. Yeah. I, I think if, if you believe in destiny, that's fine. You can believe in that all you want. But if you believe in destiny, then you know you can't control it. And if you don't believe in destiny, then you know that things are controllable. I, I guess it's just one of those things where you have to make the decision. Do you want to control destiny? Because you can't. Or do you want to just understand that you've got to make good... Sh- anyway, I, I was going to jump up on this? my soapbox, but maybe I shouldn't. How about this? 
during the legal tampering period, you control your own destiny. Oh, I like it. I like it because both of both of those things aren't real, so it, it works out perfectly. I, I just so just to be clear, the legal tampering will start on Monday the sixteenth, which right. opens a two day window for agents to talk to team representatives. Which I guess is something you need to do, right? You need to talk to team representatives. You can't negotiate contract details or terms or anything like that, but you can see if there's interest. Right. Hey, is there interest in my guy? Because if there is, we should talk about that. But not right now because that would be illegal. But do you do you like my guy? Like, wh- what? Just Just say now is the time when teams can talk to agents. Just say that. What's wrong with that? Nothing and is wrong the, with that. And then on the 18th, so a week from today, at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, that is when the league year begins. And contracts can start being signed. And that's when the Broncos trade for A.J. Boye with the Jacksonville Jaguars for a fourth-round pick will become official. So there you go. And, and you know, it's it's one of those things that you're excited that it happened, but it didn't actually happen, but it did happen. Again, that's another one that drives me nuts. We've made a trade, but it's it's not really a trade yet until later. But it's it's been made. We agreed upon it, but we haven't done anything about it. I, I guess just make sure your fax machines are in order. Uh, that's why it's so funny if you went to the Denver Broncos website. They had a media reports detail Broncos trade. Really? Wait, what? You're the organization that made the trade, and because there's these stupid rules where you can't confirm or deny or talk about trades, but you can make them, you can't confirm or deny it. So we're going to say media reports, outline, trade for A.J. Boye. I I just got this image in my head of of Patrick Smythe, the uh, uh, media relations guy for the Broncos, being interrogated by some detectives, the bright light shining on his face, and he's, you know... You tell us who made the trade. Is the trade going through? I can neither confirm nor deny a trade has happened. (laughs) Poor Patrick Smythe has to come up with like fancy ways of of saying that it's happened, but it hasn't actually happened. Like, okay, let's just, let's just call it like it is. The the trade has happened. We're just waiting for, it's like backdating a check or, or, you know, not back to people. Do people write checks anymore? It's like, no. I think thing. you have to be over 60 to do that. Right. I, it's always fun. Actually, my wife will ask me, do you have a check? Like Once in a while, she's got to write a check. And I'm like, no, I don't have a check. Nobody has a check. I, I, we could quick pay or Zelle if you want to do that. Is, that. is that a possibility? I don't know what that is. Well, welcome to the 21st century. Let's, let's learn something together. I can show you how that works. Oh, my goodness. So legal tampering and controlling your own destiny. Are there any other stupid sports phrases that you that you can think of right now that we want to just get rid of off the top of my head none are coming to me because those are the two so bad those two they just yeah those two take they 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 take up the house they do it's it's one big it's one big house filled with destiny being controlled while also tampering legally with something. I, I it's it's awful. It's awful. All right. So anyway, it is free agency coming up. Uh we're gonna probably have more to to talk about with some other people on the show. We call that um foreshadowing. Why not? 
but but let's talk a little bit about it for us. Like you and I, we've 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 talked about it with Cecil Lammy of 104.3 The Fan. He was on the last show that we did, and so now the Broncos have some money to spend. Like Cecil said, uh, they've got cash to spend, and it sounds like Elway wants to spend it. What should he spend it on? Well, first, how much money is it? Like where where are the Broncos going to fall when it comes to the amount of money that they'll have? So as it stands right now, when you add in the AJ Boye contract, and that if you hasn't go over, gone through yet, that hasn't gone through, but you can already add the salary. So if you go to Sports Track or over the cap, you're looking at about fifty three million right now. That's with the AJ Boye cap hit, and it looks like Sports Track has it for free agency. So the top fifty one, that's without college contracts or anything like that, come April. It's at 48. And I made a move on sports track for the Broncos, uh, the, the roster, and I released Joe Flacco, and that saved about 10 million. So that would jump it up closer to 60. So that's, a, that's probably the likely move, whether it happens between now and March 18th, next Wednesday. We'll see. But as it stands right now, you're looking at about 48 to 53 million in cap space. Okay, so that's there's some money to spend there. There is, there is a solid amount of money there, and and I think that it's pretty obvious some of the the directions that the Broncos want to go. And I and I, you know, wrote an article about it uh, last week uh, after talking to Cecil. Some of the things that he brought up. I, I think the name that's starting to really stick out uh, as a target for the Broncos after the AJ Boye trade seemingly took them out of the Byron Jones pursuit is DJ Reader. I think that that's the one that sort of stands out. It stands out to me as as a, a good fit, as someone who you, you can bring in and, and they can plug up the middle. I know that's very important for Vic Fangio. And we've we talked about the necessity of being able to get to the quarterback rushing four in Vic Fangio's defense. I don't know if DJ Reader gives you that push, but perhaps – if, if you can solidify the middle there, then it helps get to the quarterback more with just four guys and not having to worry about, you know, blitzing or bringing in a fifth uh, pass rusher. So, so I guess that's the guy that maybe stands out the most. I guess when you have to say maybe that's, that's not a good thing. Uh, in terms of pressure, DJ reader was top 10 in terms of creating pressure. So th- that's exactly what Vic Fangio wants with, with his defensive tackle. And that's what he is with the Houston Texans. So he'd be able to bring that to the Denver Broncos. I, I still think until he gets franchised, we're going to talk about uh, the guys that we want the Broncos to target until he's franchised. Chris Jones has to be an option. And the same goes for Eric Armstead, who's a defensive end for the 49ers until they're, until they're franchised or extended, they can be an option. Now, as I said, those are the dream scenarios for the Broncos. Both of those guys would be dreams for Vic Fangio, John Elway, and the Denver Broncos defense. Although it's highly unlikely since both are going to probably get tagged. So that leaves a guy like DJ Reader. And I think I, I, it's exactly what the Broncos need on that defensive line to create pressure on the interior part of the line. And I'm going to throw out another option, and I did this with Cecil Lammy. I think Akeem Hicks is going to be an option for the Broncos to pick up when he's a cap hit with the Chicago Bears since they're in cap hell. And I really do think Hicks is going to be a cap casualty. And we know that it was Vic Fangio and the Bears who picked him up a couple of years ago 
and basically transformed his career. So Akeem Hicks is going to be a potential option for the Broncos, though he's not yet. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting one. We are, because we're a week away from free agency, there's always that speculation of, you know, who's going to be tagged, who's going to be cut because they're a cap casualty, who's going to be extended and, and, and sort of taken off the list of guys that you might uh, have had your eye on and, and your hopes set on. So I, I like the idea of Akeem Hicks. I've seen him sort of up close being out here in the Chicagoland area, uh, and he is one of those guys that can have an impact immediately. You put him on the line, and you know he's going he's gonna to make a difference. And, and like you said, his familiarity with Vic Fangio makes that uh, a, a pretty good fit. Obviously, the, the key here is to you know take that with a grain of salt and remember that until something like that happens where he's cut because the Bears can't afford him, you kind of go, well, it would be nice if this would happen, but it might not, and it probably won't, and maybe it will, but we'll we'll find out, right? We're going to go down that uh, down that road eventually. Uh, the thing with Hicks is that he spent the first four years of his career with the New Orleans Saints and New England Patriots, and he had nine and a half total sacks. And as Mike Kliss pointed out in his story about defensive linemen the Broncos could potentially sign. Since that looks like it's going to be a target area for this defense, which is why we started off with DJ Reader. When he signed a contract with the Bears in 2016, as I mentioned, he took off in Vic Fangio's system where he recorded 23 sacks over a three-year stretch from 2016 to 2018. In his first four seasons, he had nine and a half. So, that, that shows what Akeem Hicks is, pot, is capable of in Vic Fangio's defense. And I think DJ Reader is capable of that with Vic Fangio's uh, defense and having Von Miller and Bradley Chubb on, on the edge. Yeah, I, I think that's really the thing that's interesting about this is one of the reasons that we have been sort of excited about Vic Fangio as a head coach is that he has this ability to find guys that – uh, maybe weren't uh, top of the line players and, and put them in positions to be successful. And then guys that he's already made successful, when you when you bring those guys into the system, you know they're going to have an impact because they will have already uh, adjusted to his system once before and will be able to do it again. So it makes it uh, kind of an interesting exercise in thought to go through and say, okay, well, who's available that Vic Fangio has, has coached that could come in and have an immediate impact on the defense. And so Akeem Hicks to me is one, if he becomes available that I like, uh, even with the AJ Boye trade, another one is Prince Amukamara. I know he's not a, a top tier, uh, cornerback right now, but if, if he becomes available or he is available, if that's something the Broncos chose to do, I wouldn't be disappointed in that. Uh, before we started, uh, recording, you mentioned that you thought that the Denver Broncos might still be in on Byron Jones, that maybe this doesn't actually take them out of the Byron Jones pursuit. And instead, they're just looking to make like a super secondary that is uh, terrifying for quarterbacks and offensive coordinators to look at. I just threw it out as a possibility. What if they aren't out on Byron Jones? Because until they're out, they're out. And for right now, the Broncos can't confirm or deny anything, obviously, <laughs> because Poor legal Patrick tampering Klein. hasn't started. <laughs> I think it's probably realistic that they're not going to be in on Byron Jones given the price, and I think that's why they made the trade for A.J. Boye because it gets them out of that potential bidding war as we talked about with Cecil last week. But I'm just throwing it out there. What if they're not? Because 
you have to be able to cover and you have to be able to get after the quarterback. Those are the two most important things to do on defense. And if you have a secondary that has A.J. Boye, Kareem Jackson, and Justin Simmons, and you add a Byron Jones to that, again, we're talking about dream scenarios and dream players because we can do that as fans because we're not tied to the front office. I mean, I would at least consider it. I mean, I, I get it. It's probably going to be in the range of 18 to 20 million. But you do that, that, in, that increases your odds of at least slowing down that offense over in Kansas City. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. You bring up Kansas City, and I think that when we as fans look at what the Broncos could do and then also what they should do, the idea is really to look at the offense that is the most troubling to you. And it's that Kansas City offense that you face twice a year. And how can you mitigate some of the things that they're going to be able to do? I don't believe that the Denver Broncos or anybody is going to be able to stop Kansas City completely from being Kansas City right now. They have a quarterback that, unfortunately, as as a Denver Bronco fan for a long time, looks like he may become... Uh, <laughs> he may become the the John Elway uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs or what he was to the Chiefs. He may become that. Patrick Mahomes may become that to us as Bronco fans, which doesn't feel good to say that, but it's a possibility and it's there. And he's already got a Super Bowl under his belt. So what do you do? You've got to find a way to combat that. And, and I love the idea of creating a secondary that just makes it impossible to read. It makes it impossible to find a place to go with the football. And now with the secondary that provides you that extra time to get to a player like a Patrick Mahomes, getting a guy up front that can create that push in the middle that flushes him towards a Von Miller or a Bradley Chubb and really just wreaks havoc on that offense, you're still going to give up points. They're still probably going to drop 24 to 28 on you every time they play you, but that's not 35. That's not 42, which is clearly something that the Kansas City Chiefs can do almost at will. And so you've got to be able to keep up with them on offense, but you also have to be able to slow that offense down a little bit. So yeah, dream scenario. I love the idea of a Byron Jones. I, I'm I'm all for a super secondary Byron Jones. Bring in Prince of Mukamara if you can control. You talk about having 60 million possibly in cap space. Who else is out there? We could you. Let's keep Chris Harris Jr. too. Why not? It'll be fun. I, that's probably not going to happen. So don't quote me on that one. But there's there are ways that you can create a secondary that would just be just it would be a, a hell scape for quarterbacks and offensive coordinators and i'd be fine with that and then the other position that they could potentially be targeting is middle linebacker or inside linebacker i don't know what the the language is now it was always a middle linebacker yeah. a mike linebacker um and i i think the name that has been most linked to the broncos is joe schobert who was uh just released uh, by the cleveland browns yeah, and, and again, that's another one where uh, if you if you look at what he's done in Cleveland, he's been good. Um, I know that that's sort of one of those things where there's some people who were, were fine with him going. I saw one report where you know it said that he didn't really perform the way they thought he would, and so it was okay to let him go. I think that was just a fan site, as I recall. Uh, and then I saw uh, an, another report that said that he's a, a solid professional player and is and would be a good addition to any team throw him on a Vic Fangio defense, let Vic Fangio and his and his coaches work their magic, I, I imagine that would be another pickup that would be incredible. And again, 
you're just creating a defense that makes life difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs and any other offense that has to play the Denver Broncos. I do think that that has to be John Elway's focus. That's what led the Broncos to a Super Bowl in 2015 was creating a defense that that really was capable of winning games on its own and then hopefully putting together an offense through the draft and other free agency signings that can keep up with teams like Kansas City and other high-powered offenses. One of the biggest complaints that I've seen about Schobert is he's not as strong in the run game. He's better and strong in the passing game, but not as good as he as he should or could be in the running game. And I think one way to counter that is to have a strong secondary behind him with a guy like Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons, who are both really strong in the run game, who can offer support. But also that pressure up the middle, which is what a guy like DJ Reader or if Akeem Hicks becomes available, what they're able to do, which will free up a guy like Schobert and Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons to make plays in the running game. So I, I think that's something to keep in mind when you hear people talk about Joe Schobert. And I think it's a, a strong possibility, but as always with these things, we'll see. Yeah. Well, and, and also to pair a, a Schobert with, with an AJ Johnson, right? Alexander Johnson had a, a pretty, pretty good season with the Denver Broncos, almost a, what you would call a breakout year. Is that a, is maybe that's one of those sports phrases that needs to disappear. But I, I, I don't know. Breakout year is one that, that seems to make sense to me. But pairing Schobert with Johnson, maybe that's a way to sort of, I, I don't want to say hide his deficiency, but you when you play on a team, team sports are all about uh, covering somebody's, you know, if, if you're good at this, but you're not good at that, well, find somebody who can sort of cover up that deficiency for you so that you can continue to be good at the thing that you're really good at and somebody else can cover for you in the run game. Maybe that's what you do. I, I mean, I was impressed with A.J. Johnson all around last year, so I imagine that wouldn't be too bad to have him continue to be a linebacker for the Broncos with Joe Schobert. You, you, you have to be able to put guys together who can be successful together. That looks like a pairing that that should make you pretty excited if you're a fan of the Denver Broncos, which I assume you are. You're listening to us. And I think with Johnson, as, as good as his season was once he got on the field, you know he can get even better. And you know the expectation from Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel is that he does get better and take the next step or two or three to get even better. And I think that is going to be what happens over the course of this offseason. Now that he knows what this system is about, he knows the terminology, he knows where he needs to be, he knows what is expected of him, and he knows the players around him where he's going to be playing or who he's going to be playing with. So I think that's a big part of this defense too with Johnson being in the middle, just like with Drew Locke and some of these younger guys He's got an idea now, and now he's able to build on it. Yeah, I, I mean, it is some sort of uh, a scenario where I think we're looking at uh, a Denver Broncos team going into the second year of Vic Fangio being the head coach with pretty much the same coaching staff on defense, uh, a small, you know, a, some pretty big changes on offense. But on defense, you're looking at a, a, some consistency that I think will make them a much better team. And then with the correct additions in free agency, you're going to be able to really identify how good this team can be just by just by that one year of being together and being able to learn that system and bringing guys in that sort of plug in and, and play and can be dominant. And 
that to me is exciting, right? You're looking at a defense that's probably going to be really scary for a lot of offenses to have to face, and that could that could bump the Broncos up to a, a top half of the league team, you know, your 12 to 15 range, just based on defense alone. And if the offense can somehow put things together and Drew Locke can be uh, what we all hope he's going to be, even if it's maybe he's not going to be as great as he will be at some point, if he can take another step forward, you're looking at a team that's going to be dangerous, that's definitely going to be competing for maybe even a wild card spot. And in terms of offense, I, I've done it for about the last month. I'm going to continue to pound the table for Joe Thune because I think he fills a need and you have the the resources and capability and ability to sign him. And you then pair Joe Thune with Dalton Reisner, you're set in terms of guard. And depending on what they do with Connor McGovern, whether they bring him back or not, or they go after a center in the draft, and there's that kid from Michigan that Cecil talked about, Ruiz, who's a potential second-round pick. If he's there, may have to trade back up at the end of the first round to get him, but that's a possibility. You're closer, and you increase the success rate for your offense with a guy like Joe Thune. And I said this in my horse tracks on Sunday. Elijah Wilkinson is a fine player, and it sounds like Mike Munchak really likes Wilkinson. He's a fine player. He will never be Joe Thune, ever. On any level, will he ever be as good as Joe Thune? Joe Thune is one of the best guards in the National Football League. You have to go out and get a player like that because it increases the offense's ability to have success. It doesn't matter how fast you want to be or if you want to score points if your offensive line continues to be a problem. And I get it. Drew Locke was only sacked five times in the five games that he played with a makeshift offensive line. Why not make it even easier for him? Why not make the the success rate for him even higher by giving him one of the best guards in football? Because John Elway didn't win a Super Bowl until Pat Bowen saw that Gary Gary Zimmerman was available with the Minnesota Vikings, made the trade to get him. I'm not saying that the Broncos offensive line is a piece away or a Gary Zimmerman away from being that line like the Broncos had in the mid-90s. That was one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and the NFL has seen. But you have to go out and get those pieces when you have the means, the ability, and the capability to do it. And Joe Thune is that piece. I felt like I should start pounding the table like as you were talking just so that I could make sure everybody knows that what's going on here is Ian is pounding the table for Joe Thune. So I've, I've created a, a wish list, just a just a short list of, of players that I would love to see the Broncos go after. We've already said them all. Uh, DJ Reader, Joe Schobert. Uh, I put Byron Jones on there because, remember, it's a wish list. I'm not going to wish for a Honda Civic. I'm going to wish for a Ferrari. And and Ian would also like a side of Joe Thune thrown in on that. So if you could just get me a side of Joe Thune, that would be fantastic. The other one I'm going to mention, and this is one, it's an in-house move, but why not keep Derek Wolf? You know, why not try and try and get a deal done with Derek Wolf? Keep him in-house. Uh, is that something that's possible? I I don't really know as far as like what Derek Wolf wants to do or what's available for him outside of uh, of the Broncos. I know that there will be some interest because he had a pretty good year with Denver. But I think 
indications are he wants to stay in Denver. I know that that's what Cecil said when we talked to him about it. And that seems to be something that is, is he, you know, he likes playing with Von Miller. They're friends. He likes the Denver area. Why not make a, you know, an overture and try and keep him in house as well. I'm not sure if he, if he'll stay, maybe he'll get a bigger contract somewhere else, but that's another name that I like Derek Wolf. I'd like to keep him with the team. I think the free agents in house, he's the most likely candidate to stay. I, I, and I think that's been the case for the last month because there's interest on both sides to keep him. I think he may go out and see what's available. And I think the Broncos will probably match it. Cause I don't think it's going to be too insanely high given that he's coming off an injury and he's getting older. So I, I do think that of the in-house free agents, Derek Wolf is the most likely to come back. I think Shelby Harris is gone. Chris Harris jr. Is gone. So and we all know Justin Simmons is either going to get tagged or extended or both, but he's not going anywhere. So I think absolutely. I do think Derek Wolf will be back. I think he will finish his career as a member of the Denver Broncos. Well, that's what I like to hear. All right. Anything else we need to cover here? It's been, it's kind of a, it's kind of a short week as far as news, right? There's not a lot going on because we haven't got to free agency. Anything else you want to want to hit on before we go? I'm going to throw out one name and it's a receiver. Mm-hmm. And this is a scenario where, depending on what happens with the collective bargaining agreement and whether the NFL Players Association approves it, which I think is up in the air, we'll see. I We're not going to get too deep into it in terms of the CBA, but I don't understand why you take the first deal. I, I just that seems uh, just that seems really dumb to me. Why would you accept the first deal offered to you? I just, I don't get it. But aside from that, so depending on what happens with the CBA and if it gets approved or not, that's going to have an impact on what happens with franchise tag and transition tag players. And that's why I mentioned this receiver because the Dallas Cowboys have two players they really want to keep. Dak Prescott, obviously, and Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott is going to get the franchise tag. Now, if the CBA goes into effect, are they going to be able to use the transition tag? What happens to the transition tag, depending on what happens with the CBA? So come Monday, it could be a possibility that Amari Cooper hits the open market. And if that's the case, John Elway and the Broncos have to go at least exploring what it will take to get Amari Cooper in a Broncos uniform. Because you pair him with Cortland Sutton, that drastic, I won't, I won't say drastic, but it improves your receivers on the Broncos and weapons for Joe Flacco and I, or for Drew Locke. Whoa, whoa, it, don't do that. <laughs> Freudian slip. That was an elite. Yeah, Freudian that was an elite slip. Freudian slip right there. And then I don't think it takes receiver out of question at fifteen either. Sure, because you're still looking for a burner. Exactly. So, so keep an eye on what happens over the weekend and the rest of the week with the CBA because I think they're going to vote on Saturday and it needs to be in by Sunday. So keep an eye on that and keep an eye on the name of Mari Cooper. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com And as always, Go Broncos! It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.